Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Spring is here, and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. Brought to you from the team behind Cycling Plus, MBUK, and BikeRadar.com. Hello and welcome to the Bike Radar podcast. I'm Jack Luke and today I'm joined by Stuart Thompson, who's the road and gravel category leader at Specialised. And today we're going to be talking through the all new Specialised Crux. Got a few questions and Stuart hopefully will be able to answer them, having been very closely involved with launch. First off though, how are you enjoying your time here in Leuven? I'm loving it so far. Great weather, great riding, the most exciting races of the year. And no terrible jet lag? No, doing great. Cool. Great. So as briefly as possible, explain what the new crux is and who it's for and a little bit perhaps how it compares to the Diverge, your kind of existing go-far gnarly gravel bike. Yeah, sure. So I think that's a a few questions in one here. So (laughs) let me try and answer them all. Um, The crux really is a a gravel bike that's pretty... uh, that borrows a lot from the Athos road bike that we developed last year. And there's a lot, three key attributes. One is lightweight, and second is capability through massive tire clearance. And the third attribute that's really important is the responsiveness and feel and ride quality of the Crux. The Crux differs from the Diverge in the sense that the Diverge has the most capability and most versatility uh, of our gravel bikes and in a way in the market. And the crux is really more focused on maybe the competitive side of things for the minimalist rider uh, or somebody who really appreciates the purity of kind of that road experience. And Yeah, that's, is it, you know, looking at the bike. And if you haven't seen it, there'll be full first rides. There'll be a new story. We've got videos, we've got the whole lot on the new crux. So head to bikeradar.com for that. 
you know, the spirit of the ethos clearly flows through the bike visually and below the surface, you know, there's a lot of tech that kind of is, is featured in the ethos, which is now in the crux. But what kind of came first or were the two bikes developed in tandem? Uh, the ethos was developed first and really as we got to the finish line on that bike and had ridden it a lot, I think that's when the moment and the inspiration came okay. of like, okay, we could transport this technology and idea to the crux and to gravel and really transform that experience as well. That's really interesting because you often, you know, product cycles and cycling, they, they take a, a long time. It's quite interesting to hear that you come to the end of that process with the ethos and then you go, yeah, that this can be applied. Whereas I imagined they'd sort of be developed at the same time. Apparently not. Yeah, I mean, the Athos, because there was a lot of new technology in that, was a quite a long development okay. process. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, we started the Crux a year before the Athos came out. And so at that point, we were just getting the Athos mm -hmm. into production and really having more ride time on it. That's, that's very interesting. Um, and then, you know, you know, you would have learned a lot putting the Athos together, even though it is new technology, but coming on to the the crux, what presented the greatest technical challenge for your team in designing the new bike? Yeah, the greatest challenge on the crux was really incorporating all of the tire clearance that we wanted. So we have 700 by 47 C or 650 by 2.1 clearance on the crux. That's the same as the diverge and really kind of at the top end of the spectrum for what gravel bikes have. So then doing that in a package that was still incredibly light um, and had clearance, particularly in the chainstays and mm -hmm. uh, extending the fork to, to really have that. So, you know, they have maintained that very wide tire clearance and you've done that without going for like drop chainstays, which is very, very common on bikes which do tend to have um, tire clearance that kind of wide. So how have you accomplished it here with the kind of traditional uh, chainstay arrangement? Yeah, so we, we have a visually normal yeah. chainstay it is much thinner than almost any other traditional bladder molded construction bike. And that was, you know, an engineering technical challenge in itself. Um, but the other thing we did is we really focused on the drivetrains and crank compatibility that is practical and useful within yeah. gravel. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, uh, focused on one by drivetrains and two by like GRX drivetrains or, or ETAP setup. And, and you might not be able to run some traditional road two by setups on this bike. Yeah, on that question, actually, you know, the Crux, for those that don't know, was a cyclocross bike and has been for a long time in the specialized lineup. Um, you know, you said earlier on when we had a kind of press briefing that your uh, sponsored athletes will be using this for cyclocross, but you're not going to be offering a complete build for cyclocross. Is that right? That's correct. Our, our builds are really focused around the gravel setups that are going to be more common. So 38C tires, mm -hmm. uh, wider range one by gearing with SRAM Explore on a lot of models and flared bars. Mm -hmm. In terms of like the actual design process, did the kind of influence or needs of cyclocross racers, did that inform the kind of design, design decisions in any way? Yeah, absolutely. When we you know, we're interviewing riders and building the process for what the bike would be. The needs of the cross rider and the needs of some of the more uh, race or minimalist gravel riders, they really had a strong overlap. They wanted a bike that was incredibly lightweight, uh, that was pretty simple and straightforward, and 
really just elevated the ride experience mm -hmm. was super responsive and, and handled well. And so that's, those things had a strong overlap and that's what we incorporated. I'm really looking forward to seeing it with some classic challenge tubs on some super cool rims. I think it will look very, very tasty as a build in that kind of guise. Um, you know, I, I, you don't have to be drawn too much on this, but as a kind of rough estimation, how many kind of iterations do you typically go through with this kind of bike when you're assessing things like the construction and the geometry? You know, how, how close to what you think is ideal would you be from the, the get-go, for example? Yeah, so I think with the geometry, it was a relatively straightforward uh, direction. We had a lot of great input from the crux before, riders using it in gravel beyond just cross. And so we were really confident in like the handling geometry that we wanted for the bike. Um, we had some influence with a longer reach from other gravel and cross-country applications. And so that was just a decision that we made to implement that. Um, but beyond that, that was that was pretty straightforward and not a whole lot of back and forth. Sure. And then in terms of construction, you know, I'm just, just curious from, from the, the outside view, like how how many sort of yeah, iterations do you go through before you reach that sort of final product? Yeah, so we had great background from the ethos and we're able to transfer a lot of that layup and construction knowledge pretty directly. Um, but we still went through probably seven or eight frame revisions on the 56 centimeter size uh, to get all, solve all of our technical challenges and make sure the bike passed all of our safety testing and had the right stiffness attributes. That's a good point actually when you mentioned safety testing because like this is a very svelte looking bike both on paper and you know in photos it's it's astonishingly light but I read here that it's the the same kind of level of um, approval for riding as the Diverge which is a real shred ready gravel bike. Absolutely this bike is capable of riding pretty much anywhere you can take it with mm -hmm. the tires it's designed for and you shouldn't have any concerns about its yeah, durability or reliability. Great. Uh, and then finally, we've, you know, we've seen the growth of the downcountry mountain bike market where we've seen a bit of short travel, you know, kind of NAR ready cross-country bikes. We could, we've seen the gravel adjacent road bike category. Would you be drawn to define a category in which the new crux lives alongside traditional gravel? <laughs> That's a tough one for us. I think we'd rather let riders kind of yeah. define the placing, but I mean, it's no secret that gravel is pretty diverse mm -hmm. and there's a broad spectrum of rider priorities and preferences, broad spectrum of terrain. And I think we'd just rather let riders choose the bike that suits them. I'm very much looking, to seeing for, uh, looking forward to seeing how people build up these bikes. Cause yeah, it is a quite a traditional frame, but I think you're gonna get some really cool builds out there for, the wide tires and the ability to run, yeah, two by as well. So anyway, thank you very much. And as I mentioned, we do have the full story, the full scoop on the new Specialized Crux on BikeRadar.com. If you have any questions about the bike, we will be looking at the comments, so don't forget to leave any of them there. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much, Stuart, and thank you for your time. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Bike Radar podcast. If you want any more information on what we've been talking about or more news and views on cycling, check out bikeradar.com. Bike